And we're back this week with another Rewind episode because I am not on this continent at the moment. Um, well, you're here. But I'm here right this moment, this moment, while we're recording this. But when you are seeing this and listening to this, I am, I will not be. Are any of us truly here? I don't know. I don't know. The older I get, the more I wonder, you know, about this whole thing potentially being a um, simulation, yeah. you know? I mean, that's one of the theories they just can't prove right or wrong. Yeah. yeah and they it, never will. It, it could be. So I might think I'm going to Europe, but I might not really be going to Europe. It's all part of the simulation. Yeah. I just my, need to be unplugged so I could go to Europe in like the snap of a finger rather than an eight-hour flight. Oh, I wish it was only eight hours. Right, 12 hours. <laughs> it's like flight, 14. Yeah. yeah, whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. And shit changes all the time. I'm, I'm actually hoping that there aren't any last-minute changes to the flight yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, it's a long long day and a lot of weather in the world but like uh if i'm not wrong i think we fly over the 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 pole to get there so oh shit sort of i don't know i don't know either. hopefully i survive this trip and these aren't like the last times you'll ever see me on, on camera or anywhere else but we'll see um this episode uh as as we were saying some we're doing some um some rewind episodes uh, back to the earlier version of the show. This episode was from October of 2019 with Trip Kramer, a.k.a. Trip Advice, on dating. And this particular episode was about the best places to take a date. I wonder, we're talking about fast-forwarding now, right? We're in 2023. Like, what stands the test of time and what doesn't? Dating not that I'm some expert by any means. I literally just live in my house alone all the time. But uh, <laughs> online dating, I would assume, has only gotten more popular. I would imagine. Because we're 2019 pre-COVID. Yeah. And then even post-COVID, yeah, COVID obviously made it more difficult to just go to a coffee shop and right. meet someone. And then two, we're just getting more and more socially fucking weird. And we live on our internet. So I assume, I don't know the app numbers, but I bet you the dating app numbers are skyrocketing. Well, I particularly like winter of 20 and 21 there were a lot of people who were looking for like a pandemic buddy. They're yeah. like somebody, you know, like, like fuck buddy, but pandemic buddy, somebody that you could, you know, feel relatively safe to hang with for, um, ever. Uh, yeah. The apocalypse. Yeah. And I wonder how any of those like survived or whatever. I'm, I'm curious about that. We don't have yeah. an answer for that, but I, but I bet I'm, not good. Same with like the dogs. I've, I've been fake. a look, looking to adopt a dog for like three years. Not fake, but I just got commitment issues, but, uh, <laughs> every energy. dog was getting swooped up. Yeah. During COVID. Correct. And hopefully they have wonderful lives now, but I have feelings that many are probably back stray. People were not, um, as committed to the idea. Yeah. Or they get back to regular life and don't know how to handle a dog with a regular life when you're not stuck at home all day. Yeah. Or yeah, they're just not home period, which not every dog can deal with that. Yeah. And like, I would imagine that it just like with a, with a partner, um, that at the time what you were looking for was somebody that you could just stick with and somebody who wanted to be stuck with. Yeah. Wanted to have yeah, somebody around all the time as opposed to kind of the natural breaks that you get when, when people go out of the house for work right. or whatever, whatever. Yeah, anything. I do wonder uh, something weird, and maybe I'm just out of the loop, but it feels like uh, social medias pop up all the time and whether they fail or not, like Kick is a big one that's going on right now. It's like a big streaming service. Um, Kick is back? It's a different kick. Oh, a different yeah, kick. Yeah, kick.com. Okay. Um, Not K-I-K. No. It's a big, like, uh, Twitch rival. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but uh, I haven't heard of any social uh, dating apps pop off. Oh. Uh, you know, the one I had never heard of before was Hinge. Yeah, that's been around. 
It's been, okay. Hinge been around, Bubble been around, Tinder been around. And sure, there's like fucking Christians meet and cowcountryfarmer.com, yeah. but I don't know if those are even real. But I, I, you would just assume, because I, I think dating online has gotten more popular, that more people would be banking in on that idea. You would think. I um, just have from this one particular story that I heard, I, w- I, I would always be uh, very circumspect about something like Christian Mingle because people use... Um, the whole religion thing as a way to connect with people, whether or not they're actually committed to it or uh, not. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there's like, there, I think that, that Christian Mingle might be the one that has the most like, like scams and yeah, all of them seem weird and scammy. Like who identifies that hard as a farmer that they're only going to date a farmer. That's fucking weird. <laughs> On a, yeah. I, I could get that. You would need somebody who's, who's, um, career was pretty adaptable though yeah i mean on tiktok i'll get ads i'll get ads for like jimbuddymeet.com and shit oh really they're just random shit like oh there's a new dating app and it's for my gym bay it's just a i assume they're fake as well or uh, scams i would imagine so i don't know fuck them all anyway uh we had fun back then talking to trip and we hope you enjoy it right now and we'll be back with you next week with one more rewind uh, and, and back on Friday with a uh, topic thunder, and uh, we'll be back with fresh episodes in mid-April. This may or may not be the furthest. I don't want to say reach because this was the goal the whole time. When you even when you approached me to pitch the show, to get outside of fitness nutrition, yeah. Not only because um, I think there's. The basics that the world knows, although there is some great science going on, figuring out new things and, and tweaking details, but the basics in fitness and nutrition are pretty locked in yeah. on how we can help people. We expanded a little bit into the psychology of it, uh, yep. and the psychology of athletes, which I think is probably a bigger piece into the issue of fitness and nutrition, especially when it applies to the everyday American yeah. in our epidemic. Yep. Um, and so hopefully we'll go down that psych route a little bit more and find some cool, interesting topics. We half stepped into olive oil with my mom, mm-hmm. which is not fitness or nutrition, but it's food and it's. It, it, yeah, it's I would there. say there's a nutrition component. There's there. definitely yeah. We can we, make that argument. With yeah, and we talked about those things. So I think today may mark the day we dive. Uh, one, we, we I don't want to close a chapter. Maybe we turn a chapter or apostrophe dot thing or something. But we're moving on, and we're going to try to explore some things that maybe the everyday human wants to know. Yeah, and definitely something that I. I mean, you're married, so yeah, you and I have been forever. So uh, well, you know, and, and in that sense, uh, you, you're you're probably more of an expert on this topic than I. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk relationships. We're going to talk about boys, girls. Uh, I think mostly today we're going to start to attack things from the male perspective, but we'll see what our guest has maybe on the female perspective Uh, a lot of you listening out there although uh, we love the ladies that listen there's a lot of dudes that listen there's a lot of dudes that listen so yeah so we're gonna talk about graphics are mostly dude yeah so we're talking uh we're talking dating we're talking uh 2019 almost 2020 geez louise um how or where and particularly where and i say how because i'm thinking dating apps is the first thing that pops in my Mm. head um to meet people plenty of apps yeah yeah. Uh, <laughs> how, how do we do this 
where I feel like um, this conversation and this question actually came up simultaneously with arranging this guest Um, I was doing. We had a little party in L.A. I was just in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. hanging out with Bart Kwan, uh, my sister Gio, and and, and the rest of the Barber Brigade team. And I think I was just talking to uh, my friend Demi, who who runs uh, Barber Brigade. She manages the gym. I was talking about how she met her girlfriend. Mm. Um, They've been together a while now, maybe two, three years, super serious, all this. And it was on an app. Ah. And then I asked Bart and Gio when we were talking about it, and they met through mutual friends. Uh, and and right there, my easy logic is like generation gap. Like these girls are like twenty three, Bart and Gio are mid thirties, mm. right? Uh, I think my parents probably. Uh, I think they told me a story. They met through mutual friends, um, and then the conversation just started to freaking unfold with everybody. Yeah, I I know. Um God, I know somebody, some couple in my sphere, I don't know, met on Match.com. Yeah. Um, I know that I'm pretty sure that my my friend who's a um, minister met his husband through an online dating thing. I think online dating, too, is, is old. I remember being in high school oh, and yeah. plenty of fish and stuff happening yeah. um, in the scheme of the internet. It's It was fairly early they did that. Yeah. And I wonder how those apps do... Or those web pages, websites? Do you compare it to now, like the the Tinder, the the Bumble, the all these things? I wonder if they're going way down because I'm pretty sure Bumble, Tinder is completely free. Where I think of some of those apps, uh, or some of the excuse me, websites cost. Yeah, like they a do. plenty of fish. You have like a ten dollar a month or something. Nothing crazy, but um, obviously everyone's on their phone as well. I feel like there's maybe a premium level of Tinder. Probably is. Uh, no, I'm for sure there is. Yeah, uh, for sure there is. Um, but I wonder, and I wonder how those play in a role because, and then, and then our conversation rolled into, and we were all just speaking from firsthand experience. And I'm not like much of a dater. It's not like I, I have buddies that like are single and they'll, they'll you know date a girl for a couple of weeks, date another girl for a couple of weeks, or just have multiple dinners or you know talk to. Yeah, a bunch of, that's not really what I do. I, I kind of hang. I out. was never like that either. Yeah, I just hang out by myself. Um, that's about it. I don't really go out. And so that's what the conversation led to next. We're like, oh, especially an older generation would judge like, oh, you met on the internet. Like that's weird or something. Um, even though I've met most people on the internet nowadays. Uh, because where you meet them, then uh, you, you feel a vibe. Like I don't go to bars. So that one time I go to a bar, uh, what are the chances that I do meet someone that me and her are on the w- same wavelength mm-hmm. because she likes to go out every weekend. I definitely don't like to go out to weekend. Mm-hmm. One person brought up the point that everyone does. What if she got dragged out by her friends and she never goes out either? So I'm like, it's already one in a billion. I'm going to actually like someone. <laughs> it's one in three billion that I'm actually going to talk to someone. Yeah. And then that chance beyond that is going to be the one time she went out in the last six months also. Like, I just doubt that. Yeah, it seems like that would be a really random occurrence. Um, I should throw in my my older son met his wife playing Final Fantasy online. Yeah, it's they amazing. Were not anywhere near the same hemisphere, you know, yeah. at the time. So yeah. that's a that's a thing. No, that's it's for a, sure a thing, uh, and it's probably even more of a thing now than even when they met. Yeah, I mean, they probably met maybe eleven, twelve years ago. They've been married for like ten years now. Yeah. So yeah. Um, was I going to say? That's a, you just made every gamer in the world so happy. I know. Well, just gave it, him a chance. That is a good story. It, I mean, it is possible. It's totally For possible. Sure. But, but you have to be, um, I think you have to be open to it. Yeah. And, I mean, he was, he had kind of a, a, a long-term chronic uh, pain issue. And he, so he was definitely not a go-out type. If he was going to meet somebody, it was going to have to be easier than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I was never particularly outgoing. I have a problem being outgoing. 
like in situations where where there's there's none of that. You're just trying to you know make connections with people, potentially network, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not good at that. I was at um, um, podcast movement a few weeks ago, and I intentionally like forced myself to have conversations with people because it's just not me. You know, right. if somebody comes up and talks to me, that's fine. But initiating a conversation is is rough going. For yeah, me. I uh, we talked off air and we can get into some of this, too. But I, I've talked about my anxiety and things I go through and I'm going to go see someone again. I saw I've been to a therapist my whole life uh, as a kid up until like teenagers and haven't been as an adult. And I'm going to go back. But I think I'm like uh, split personality sometimes because there's occasions I've been in and, and nothing's different in the environment where I literally won't talk to a soul. Uh, yeah. depending on my mood or depending, I won't talk to a soul. Even if they're talking to me, I probably seem like a dick and I don't mean to be, I just don't know what to say or I feel awkward or words aren't flowing right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other times where I'm the guy like introducing everybody, talking to everybody and nothing and nothing for my self, uh, analysis is different in those situations other than something inside me is different. Uh, sometimes, yeah, not, it's not life of the party. Uh, it's just sometimes I can talk to anybody and this even goes like going to a restaurant. Sometimes I can like make a joke and talk to the waitress, mm-hmm. waiter. Sometimes I, I literally won't just say a word other than my order and then just sit back. Well, you know, it's, that's a weird thing. Cause I, I experienced some, the same, sort of the same thing sometimes. And sometimes I, I can be like, halfway witty and and try to engage people or being be engaging or you know you can kind of feel it when you're there when yeah, yeah. you're there you got okay, yeah, yeah. it it's like I, i'm i'm doing okay here that's kind of what i liked about uh even though i dread them often uh expos or things of that nature because everybody like um but like you can just kind of say anything to anyone if you're do it lighthearted you know like there's lines and people everywhere at the arnold and you can make like a little protein joke or a flex joke or something to anybody Mm -hmm. and you know it's going to be taken okay where like in everyday life it's not like that because people are stomping along their way grumpy or like uh or a disneyland thing or certain places like that there's a vibe like you're talking about where everyone's like kind of in a good mood and you can kind of make a joke even if it's not funny or or the the biggest thing for me is there's never intent behind any of these like i'll, oh, I'll yeah. flirt with a waiter i'll flirt with a waitress and I, i'm not even thinking it's just how i like joke and talk yeah. sometimes yeah um i think the difference and hopefully we'll dive into this maybe intent of where you're going obviously these apps have intent mm-hmm. i think people go out to bars with a lot of intent <laughs> i think that they do too yeah and i don't i don't know i don't know any of it i don't know that's why uh we're having this guest on because I, I i don't know what the hell i'm doing well back to in- i'm gonna get back to intent in just a second but i was at um i was at the spartan big spartan world spartan race thing in tahoe last weekend with um went up to have dinner with the uh, iron radio guys and there are 15,000 people there. Yeah, I, I was on Instagram. I saw how many people we knew you, were there. You imagine, you can imagine there's a lot of hooking up going on yeah. in, a, in an environment like that, even though people know they have to. There's an athletic performance. So like the, the Olympics, they give out condoms because people yeah. are, are mingling. That's what I hear. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Anyway, uh, back to intent. What I keep hearing, I keep reading articles about, about how hookup culture is kind of killing relationships because it has optics around it and it has like who you hook up with is people judge you based on that. But like you can't in your, you're getting into a hookup situation, but it's you're in and you're out. 
and there's no yeah it's interesting because the, the the term it's a small world or whatever has been yeah. around for who knows decades right but the world's only getting smaller with social media yeah. and and niche things and so yeah. like the world feels tiny i think I, I wish i remember the quote john mayer said it but it was it was so good about how many eyes how many people uh, you interact with on a day has multiplied by exponential numbers because of social media of course we're going to have more insecurities and more mm-hmm. mental issues because of that because you're only supposed to come in contact with 20 people a day and then now we're doing a hundred million people yeah. a day or whatever or potentially that um and so i think the same thing maybe even with hookup culture or uh the idea of starting relationships or whatever the world just seems so small it seems different another stat that i randomly heard um obviously marriage has gone down marriage rates are the lowest they've maybe ever been in america mm-hmm. um and some of those ties are to uh, financial like stability or financial attraction uh, in a male in particular. So how like at what age and how uh, much money guys are making? And I don't think it has to do with this guy makes a million. Uh, he's necessarily more attractive than the guy that makes half a million. Um, although there may be studies on that as well. I'm not mm. going to argue that. But this one more had to do with um, just being uh, able to have like a real relationship um, in terms of. Uh, potential marriage. If you don't have enough money, uh, then the relationship's probably not serious enough because, like, how are you going to live together? How are you going to take care of each other? And and maybe it went male-female, but um, I think in particular it was females looking at males. We, uh, when my wife and I got together, we had no money. We literally had no, no money. We were broke as fuck. That's just... It's just the way things were. Yeah, and, and people got married a little younger back then, I yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah, we got married really young, but much earlier than we intended to. It what just was really young? Uh, I was 21. Because uh, I feel like... I feel like I just tw- turned 21. I feel like 21 to 25 was the norm. Yeah, it was, but we... Yeah, we didn't intend to get married quite that young, and we certainly didn't intend to have kids that young. We were The, the target was, you know, 30 yeah. for, for having kids, and I was 23. You know, just one of those things. Yeah, it happens. Um, rolling back to expos a little bit. Another thing about expos um, for us is that a percentage of people knew who we were already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it they're predis- confidence. Yeah, they're sure. predisposed to whatever. Um, or there's something. Yeah, something going on. Like I've done seminars where. Maybe people didn't know who I was, but they heard there was a deadlift seminar. And then, like, you're kind of in a position of authority. Then I can be, like, the guy. Or or coaching basketball camps. Mm-hmm. I've done all that. And then you, I kind of put on a hat. They're like, all right, I, I'm the starter here. Like, I, if I don't talk, if I don't do, no one talks, no one does. So I have to do You this. have to p- perform yourself. Again, but, though, yeah. with the intent, I, like, I've never – I don't think I've ever gone out to a bar – I are like I swear and all these people guys and girls are probably going to not believe me but I swear <laughs> I've never gone out to a bar or a club thinking one let's go get laid or two let's go get a girlfriend I've never yeah. done that once and maybe that's why I don't enjoy those things maybe that's why the guys enjoy them because they feel this chase all the time but I've never once gone to a club or bar saying time to hook up time to find wifey not once. Yeah, you just kind of go to have a good good time, hang out with friends or yeah, whatever. If, you would never in a million years go by yourself. No. Yeah, and if people are going to have a drink and, and I get dragged out, I go and have a drink. And sometimes I do want to go out and like chat or whatever, but yeah, not not once. And maybe that's kind of, again, intent um, mm-hmm. and then intent on where. Same thing with the internet, though. Like I've never gone on like Instagram and said, like, all right, time to find a wife. Uh, like that's never passed my head either. I, I guess I've never even like pursued pursued these things. Yeah, and I wonder too. I, I when you're going to a bar, you may encounter people who are, you know, more or less sober. 
Yeah. Um, I was listening to uh, Malcolm Gladwell's new uh, thing about his new book. He was talking about how alcohol affects people. New new studies showing that people don't reveal their um, don't actually reveal their inner selves, their real selves on using alcohol. They become somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Like a bunch of of latent personality stuff kind of clicks in, and they're a different person when they're drinking, and so. The chances that you're gonna like the person they are when they're sober, yeah. isn't necess- or or I vice versa, yeah, you know, I believe it could be an issue. Yeah, there's varying degrees. I'm sure some yeah. people may be very similar, and some people may be exact opposite. Yeah, there's speed dating out there, which yeah. some people swear by and some people swear at. Um, Dating's weird. What I just thought about intent and how I've never pursued. Um, I feel like dating is the only thing people say like, "Oh yeah, just let it come to you." Right, except people they, always say that. Except it kind of really doesn't. Well, I feel like nothing in life really does. No. Like, what? What if you told me you want to go get a promotion and make this amount of money or have this job? I would never say, "Let it come to you, Jim." <laughs> like, it'll just happen. <laughs> they would say, "Like, oh yeah, then you have to set that goal and work for it. Yeah. Maybe we should look at these steps." Right. Where like no one talks about that in a relationship. Like, if you want that, yeah. Like, if you want a real relationship, or if you want to ser- meet someone serious, or have a deep connection, or whatever, find uh-huh. a partner. Like, yeah, you kind of have to work at those things. They don't just happen. Yeah, actually, you know, another thing that I've noticed over the years is that I've known guys that were that were engaged to women, and then for whatever reason, the engagement fell apart. Sometimes it was him. Sometimes it was her. Sometimes it was life. But it fell apart. And so many of those dudes get married to somebody else within six months. Yeah, yeah. To a year, someone's in. They're, they're trying sh- to get married. They're ready. Yeah, they're just ready. Yeah, uh, and they're, you know, when you're ready, there are a lot of solutions. Sure, there's sure. Uh, yeah, some of them a good idea. Some of them less of a good idea. Yeah, if it's something you want so bad, regardless of topic, right now is relationship. <laughs> you will work harder or ignore things. If yeah. you ha- don't have any transportation, yeah, and you want a freaking car, you're not going to be picky that it's blue. No, especially if you, if you don't have a lot of resources to. If you to, got thirty k and yeah. you also really want a car, you're going to pick your perfect color, right? Um, and I imagine that's just a little bit of human nature. Yeah, just make it work. There are a lot, of, you know, they they. There's a lot of talk about the perfect person for sure. you. I don't. That doesn't necessarily exist, and isn't yeah. really necessary. That's really interesting, and maybe we can get even a deeper philosopher, or someone to talk about that because I have a lot of friends that are married that say uh, no, we just worked and we're compatible, or I believe that there's multiple people mm-hmm. for you. Uh, and then I, I have multiple friends that are married happily for a very long time and say like, yeah, I knew this was the one. Because yeah, I understand someone saying that six months into the relationship because uh-huh. it's all romantic and awesome. And you're like, yeah, yeah, for sure the one. But years into it, still saying that. I'm pretty convinced. I got asked that question um, by somebody, a, a mutual uh, acquaintance of ours, within the last couple of months, and my answer was, "Well, I was just comfortable. Yeah, I was just comfortable. I was able, and maybe to, that's the feeling for the most part, just able to be myself. Yeah, and, and maybe that's the feel. Each person's feelings may be different when they know, quote unquote, know the one, or maybe there's not the one, but." Yeah. Your feeling was that you could be 1,000% yourself, and maybe someone else's feeling was they loved 1,000% of that mm-hmm. person or who knows mm-hmm. what. So anyway, I guess our our, our question on this particular um, episode of these two that we're trying to do is the where to go. That Find t- t- either. Maybe maybe your hookup or maybe your, your love. Maybe Yeah, exactly. And I don't necessarily think that they're the same place. No. I, I could be wrong. Right? I could be wrong. I don't know either. But anyway, that's uh, that's the question we're going to pose. All right, let's dig in. Yep. Cool. Before we hop into the questions, uh, you want to give us a quick rundown of maybe who you are and what you do for our listeners? 
Yeah, totally. Um, Trip Kramer, and I'm a dating coach for shy men. And what I do is I help guys become more confident with women so they can attract the kinds of women they want. And I have a formula that teaches them how to do that so they can get consistent dates, have an active dating lifestyle, and, and get, get girlfriends. Awesome. That sounds... Um... I don't. I don't want to speak for our audience, but I know that there are probably some guys out there in that situation. Let's just say that. Our, oh um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the way we're we're set up, basically, I want to do two segments with you, or two like two questions, and we've already front ended these things ourselves. So we're gonna like ask you the question. We'll wrap. We'll do like your social media and whatever, and then we'll do the second question. Okay. All right. So. Um, the first question we have for you is this, like, what are the elements of a good place to meet women? All right. So here's what, I, here's my, here's my answer. And I, I get this question a lot. It's going to sound funny, but the answer is wherever women are. Okay. That's so a lot basic. of guys are really, it's, it's so basic, <laughs> but I think that guys, but here's the thing, you know, guys are like, Oh, they judge places. They will judge a place. You know, oh, I only want to meet a woman, you know, um, naturally over like at a grocery store. I only want to meet her over apps because I'm too scared to go out. I don't want to meet a woman at a bar because that's where party girls go. So what I say is there's all types of women everywhere. So you got to go where they're at. So one place where they congregate is online naturally, right? Mm -hmm. Lots of women are online. They're on apps or on dating sites. But – I've also found that a lot of guys, they don't get a lot of success there. And also, there's so many women, by the way, that are not on those sites. And also, even the ones that are, you might not match with. So you might be forced to meet women in person. So where do you do that? I would go where the most women are. So that's yoga. going to Yoga be, studios. <laughs> the yo yes. So yoga, I definitely think, is a great place because there's a lot of women there. And they're usually beautiful because they're fit and healthy and things like that. So, yeah, do that. But there's also only like 20 women in a class. That's like not that much. So I would say, yeah, if you're interested in doing yoga, go to yoga and then also benefit. You can talk to some girls afterwards. But also go where more women are. So they're walking around during the day. They're going to malls. They're at bars. They're out and about. Wherever they're congregating in your town in mass numbers that's where you should try to do some approaching and meeting women in combination with you know being on like one app and maybe one dating site so that's kind of my answer there's not like a best place to meet them it's just you want to have lots of options and opportunities so wherever they're hanging out the most boom there you go so in a way it's kind of like um you you're probably familiar with with sales funnels like the, yes. the more leads that you get, you know what your conversion rate is and and whatever. So maybe sort of the same thing if you're going to a place where there are more women or you're you're getting out to places where you meet more women then the possibility of actually meeting somebody that you want to date goes up. Yes, and I like that analogy cuz sales and dating are oddly very similar. Um <laughs> But yes, you want to get a lot of leads into your funnel. So like, okay, I used to say, you know, yoga classes were a great place to meet women. And while they still are, 
I would say like yoga or the or the gym is a great place to meet a woman if you're already pretty good at meeting women. Otherwise, you're going to go to a yoga class. You're going to have the opportunity to maybe speak to one or two women. And the odds are that it's probably not going to work out just because there's, you know, a lot of women that you're going to be talking to where it's just not going to be a great conversation or it's not going to flow right, whatever. So, yes, you want to go where there's more leads and more opportunities because you're just not going to connect with everybody. Are there tiers like that? Like um, someone who's um, maybe more comfortable talking to women or starting conversations, places they would go? Um, obviously, the numbers game makes sense. The more people you meet in life, the more chances you are to find whether it's dating or even a good friend, right? Because you're filtering through people you like or don't like. Um, but is there places, where's where's maybe a couple, uh, you already mentioned the mall, maybe bars. Where are some places where people are very shy? Because I know a lot of friends, um, successfully and unsuccessfully, uh, only tried to date online where's where's like a beginner's where's a step one location or two i think it's hard to give you one because I, what i've learned from working with so many clients is that every guy is different right so for example right there's daytime approaching and there's nighttime approaching nighttime approaching is going to be bars parties networking events uh clubs things like that then there's daytime that's going to be grocery stores sidewalks malls um popular downtown areas where people are walking so for example like in los angeles that's going to be like uh the santa monica third street promenade in chicago it's going to be you know michigan avenue places like that so it's funny i get some guys who are more scared to approach at night and they feel more comfortable doing it during the day because the nighttime is super overwhelming to them there's music there's a lot of people daytime it's kind of like oh you go and approach one person and it's kind of like easy because it's one and done and over and then I get some people who are like, oh, my God, going up to a girl during the day out of nowhere, saying hi to her. She's busy. She's walking to somewhere that scares me. But going to a bar for them is maybe a little bit easier because girls are more prone to talking because it's a more social environment. So it's kind of 50 50. So if I were you and you're a guy listening to this and you want to give it a shot, I would try both. Whatever one seems a little bit easier to you, just focus on that. And obviously, the easiest place in terms of anxiety, for example, is going to be online, right? Because you don't have to, you know, you can just be like taking a dump and like swiping and talking to girls. And like, it's not a big deal, right? Um, but I also found that a lot of guys complain that they're not getting the matches that they want. So, and I just want to side note this real quick. If you're a guy right now and you're on, you're doing online dating and you're not getting the matches that you want, I really urge you to try meeting women in person. Because right now, online dating has become so saturated that unless you're a very good-looking guy with this amazing profile, and even then, you're only going to get so many matches. So unless you're killing it on online dating, meaning you're getting like three dates a week and it's going well for you, great. Stick to that. That's obviously working. But if you're not at that level and you're a guy who's trying to date and meet women, I highly urge you to go out and try to do more in-person, old-school type approaching. It's really, it's pretty awesome and it works really well. Do you have to uh, coach your clients to um, 
to get past the expectation that they're going to go out one time and meet the one girl and then they're done and they don't have to keep going through the process. I think a lot of people think that there's like just one person for them and they're going to, you know, they're going to meet that person and the, the heavens are going to open up and they're never going to have to worry about that again. Here's what I believe in, in my experience. What I've learned is that, I don't believe in the one. I don't believe in soulmates. So this is actually something that's talked about. It's called the soulmate myth, the myth that there is one person for everyone. Uh, I don't believe that. I think there's just, I think that's been something that's been created by movies and society and things like that. And I think that really there are so many women you can connect with, so many women you can fall in love with. And I can prove it, right? Like I can prove it right now. Let's say you meet an amazing woman. She is your soulmate. Holy shit. You guys get together. It's incredible. Everything works out so well. You get you get you get along. Sex is great. You have kids. Boom, you get married. Like, everything is perfect. This is the one. And then, not to go dark, boom, she dies. She drops dead, struck by lightning. Are you telling me that because that happened, that's it. You're done. You're never going to be able to find another woman who's amazing. Of course you are. Of course you are. And people do it all the time. So I don't want guys to ever think that. But I will say this. I will say this. There are a lot of women out there, and most are not going to be ones that you're going to be able to connect with and really enjoy. I believe that there are very few out there where you do have a great connection with and do get along with and are very attracted to. So I do think in some ways it is it is special when you meet someone who you guys just like really instantly connect. However, I do feel that if you put the energy and effort that most guys unfortunately don't put into dating, um, you know, I do feel that you can there's plenty of opportunities to be able to find that person uh, and and find that person over and over again, if so be. Yeah, we were talking about that kind of the uh, the is there a soulmate for everybody? And then in regards to dating, it's weird because I think guys in particular, maybe not girls as much, but I can't really speak on their behalf as much. But guys always say like they'll say something like, um, like yeah, it'll happen when it's supposed to happen, or you'll meet you'll meet her when you're supposed to meet her, or something like that. You know what I mean? But like you would never tell an entrepreneur that you would never tell a basketball player that like, yeah, you'll get good at basketball when it's supposed to happen. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a little bit of a Jesus take the wheel kind of yeah. scenario where it doesn't necessarily work out that well. You could, you could crash or just uh, alternately do nothing. Yeah. You nothing. Just sit there. Yeah. And- I mean, do nothing, be nothing, nothing happens. Like that's how it works in every category of life. But for some reason in dating or love or whatever you want to call it, I, I feel like people don't see it that way. Yeah, it's it, it's weird. I think it's so funny because I completely agree with you. And this is like it's interesting to me too. It still blows my mind. Like why, why, why dating? Why in this area? Why in by the way? Why in one of the most important areas of your life? Where like if you're I mean, this is for a guy who's looking to get married and have a family. For that guy, like one of the most important decisions you can make is finding a good partner. Right? And if you don't. Your life could get really messed up. Divorce is bad, and having kids with the wrong person is bad. It just like can get really bad. So why wouldn't you want to just really, you know, put a lot of effort into finding someone? I think it's again, I think it's the way society is, and I think it's the way the media portrays love, and I think it's the way that we consume pop culture. 
And that's how it, it, it just appears to be. And it's like no one's fault. Like, I don't blame guys. I was like this too. It's like, you just grow up and you're just thinking like, yeah, it's just supposed to happen. Like it's serendipity. And you meet a lot of people where that's how it happened. That's right. how you hear mm-hmm. the stories. Oh, we met at a party. Oh, we got introduced by a friend. You know, whatever. Like it just kind of happened. Like you don't hear people being that proactive with it. Now it's a little bit different. Now it's like we met online. And that's, you know, perfectly normal, too. Uh, but also, let's look at the statistics. In my opinion, I think the divorce rate is not the reason, but one of the reasons why the divorce rate is so freaking high is because I think that oh, there's a lot of people who didn't put enough energy into finding someone uh-huh. that could be a good match. And I think that they settled and they found that, oh, wow, this is really not a person that, that was a match to begin with. And how easy is it to settle because, you know, for guys, it's like they found a girl and the girl likes them. They like them enough and, you know, it's like easy and, but then it all falls apart. So what I'm trying to do is trying to change that. I'm trying to get guys to understand that you can be able to be more proactive in this area. It is an important decision. And also what guys don't realize is you can get good at this. Like, you can build a skill to be able to be more attractive, to be able to learn how to trigger attraction when you meet a woman to get her more interested in you. And then you can also learn a filter, a filtration process to find out which woman is going to actually be good for you instead of just letting it land on your lap. So so you're you're helping them develop a little bit of mastery in such a way that their self-esteem improves so that they're not going to make a stupid decision because one person found them interesting and they feel like nobody else is ever going to find them interesting. Totally. Totally. Okay. That makes if, sense. If I if I had a magic wand and can go up to any guy and remove all ego, all fear, and then have and then send them out in the world to meet a woman, they would be incredible at it. Incredible. Even if they were a guy who like wasn't making much money, wasn't that attractive, that whoever I were to just hit this magic wand with, I mean, they would be unstoppable. A lot of guys, they overthink things. They let themselves get in the way. They're, they have low self-esteem. They have low confidence. So they overthink, and then they don't. They don't. They are unable to put their best selves out there. And they're unable to meet women because they're just so scared because they really don't have respect for themselves. So that's that's part of you know what we try to do: remove that so we can get them out there more comfortable. And that's what women are attracted to. Women are attracted to the guy who's just comfortable around women. Do you um, do you have to coach them out of feeling like if they particularly I would think in person going out to like gatherings places that seem a little more obvious that that they might be looking for somebody and feeling like oh this you know they're going to be judged women are going to think oh they're just trying to hook up um they don't they're they're not substantial they don't want anything more than just you know tonight do you have to coach them out of of a reticence to be in that situation where they're going to be i guess vulnerable and judged for looking like they're insubstantial shallow i mean i i I don't think uh, that's an interesting question i I don't think that 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 should even be 
a thought. You know what I mean? I just think that women, when when a woman meets a man that she's attracted to, she's going to be attracted. Mm. You know, so whether that be at a bar or nightclub or during the day, and plus the things that I teach guys is just how do you communicate and how do you meet a woman without appearing sleazy in any setting at all? So it doesn't even matter, you know, where I throw them into. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where where the you can literally anywhere. They're always going to come off as just a confident dude who just knows how to converse with a woman, and it's never going to come off in that shallow way. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we talked okay, a lot. Okay, make sure I got that right. Yeah, we talked a lot about like intent and like. I have a bunch of buddies. I, I don't know why. I've just never been this way. But they they would have the intent going out purely to whether it's get laid or meet a chick. And, like, I've just never had that intent. Uh, and so, like, in a way, I guess with your magic wand, it kind of gets rid of that because that's kind of part of the ego part or whatever maybe. But a guy's just going out like, yeah, I'm just going to go meet chicks, dude. We're going to this bar. It's where all the chicks are. Rather than, like, I'm going to go out, have a good time, and just converse with people. Um, I think the intent behind that will kind of filter out maybe how you're received does that make sense am i right am i wrong yeah i think so yeah yeah i mean yeah basically i mean you know my my goal is for guys to not get rejected so yeah i'm not going to teach them any kind of weird sleazy pickup lines that are very obvious to women you know, it's more of like a natural approach. I mean, I, I, I'm not against guys going out and trying to have sex with women, you know. I mean, women want to have sex too. Women want to have casual sex also. For sure. You know, the, the only thing is that women just don't want to feel like slutty. Like they just don't. That That's the problem. Like, and I feel bad for women. Like, I, I wish that this wasn't an issue. It's a terrible double standard in a society. If a guy has sex with a lot of girls he's a player and he's a pimp and he's cool if a girl has sex with a lot of guys um she's looking at a slut a whore dirty things like that that sucks that society has built that you know that ideology too so because of that women have women are judged so harshly on their sexual partners they have to be more selective. That's only one of the reasons why they have to be more selective. But they have to be more selective because they don't want to look like that. They don't want to look like that to their friends. They don't want to look like that to the guy. They don't want to look like that to themselves. So they're a little bit more the gatekeeper in terms of that, where a guy can just go out and have a bunch of sex and no one will judge him, mm-hmm. right, like at all. So um, I kind of lost my train of thought of where I was going with this. <laughs> uh, but I guess, yeah, so what I was saying in the beginning is, so, yeah, I don't think it's wrong to just want to go out and have casual sex as long as you're doing it in a safe way and in a, in a, in a moral way, you know, then by all means, women want it, men want it. So if you want to go out and do that, that's cool, too. What's interesting is I found that uh, most guys, it feels like, how old are you guys? <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, how old are we talking? I, I'm 56. I've been married for 35 years. I'm 31. Okay. Okay, so I'm 34, so I'm in there. Um, I found that, and generally speaking, and maybe you guys can speak to this if you're comfortable, most guys, like, their dream is this. I want to be able to sleep with a bunch of women, and then once I do that and kind of, like, have my fun and sleep with women and just enjoy 
casual sex or enjoy sexual partners and and have fun sexual experiences. I'd like to do that. And then after I do that, I'd like to find a woman that I can do that with, but just in a monogamous way and for us to continue and then eventually get married. Most guys I found land in that category. And some guys who say they're not in that category somehow, some way, end up finding themselves in that category. But my example is they say, no, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to settle down. Da, 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 I don't want a girlfriend. That's what they think now. But then eventually they get tired and of casual sex and casual partners, and they're eventually looking for a connection. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm not judging that. That's what I'm just saying that I found is that that seems to be the case is that it's like they want to have kind of their fun in quotes and then finally settle down and have someone to, to spend a life with, you know? So I don't know if that's for you guys. I'll admit that's something that, you know, was definitely for me. So I, you totally validated something that we said in the, in, in the first half, uh, for sure there, because, uh, it seems pretty common that if like, if a guy gets engaged to a woman and then for some reason that engagement falls out, she might not get involved with somebody again right away. Very often, he's married in six months, to some, within six months to a year, to somebody else, and is in a relationship, you know, pretty quickly because he's ready. This is my time. I'm ready to go forward. And whether or not that's the best uh, choice or not, but it just—I've seen it so many times. Yeah, interesting. Um, why don't we cap off this this topic? Uh, tell us where p- people can find you. Absolutely. I well, we're on a podcast, so if people are listening and this is a podcast, yep. I would suggest that you check out my podcast if you want to learn more about what it takes to get better with dating and women. My podcast is called How to Talk to Girls. It is available on iTunes, on Stitcher, on SoundCloud, on Spotify. There's over three hundred episodes and you can just dive in and have a good time. Uh, listening to interviews with me and other experts and also just me ranting on topics that can help you get better with women and, and meeting women and and breaking through shyness and things like that. So check me on the How to Talk to Girls podcast. And if you want anything more from me, just go to tripadvice.com. And tripadvice.com is my hub. It's my website where you can find links to everything else that I do, my book, my social media, even my podcast, things like that. So tripadvice.com or how to talk to girls podcast. Cool. We will uh, link those up in the show notes. 